Well, Tay, I got you covered. What I like best about this team is they're young and they have a championship swagger. They're still improving, and their two young guns, Curry and Thompson in the backcourt, can get even better. Shot selection can always improve, and Curry needs to get Barnes and Green involved more in the offense. His 7.7 assists per game are good, but he really needs to be averaging 8, 9, and even close to 10 assists a game. They might miss David Lee, but they add Jason Thompson from the Kings. Now, he can rebound, and he'll help pick up some of the slack. But they need a healthy Bogut and great play again from Livingston and NBA Finals MVP Andre Iguodala. The only drawback, and it's a big one that I see for this team, is they're just in the wrong neighborhood. The West is so tough. Well, look, hold on, Ray. I think it's time to talk about the Clippers. L.A., baby. Yes, Steve Bomber's Clippers. Not only did they kill their Mav- the Mavs' chances of competing for an NBA title by stealing back and, hung, you know, they closed up shop, said nobody could come talk to them by re-signing DeAndre Jordan with the emoji war, but they, or should I say the diggy diggy Doc Rivers threw on the GM hat, went out and made a great trade for Lance will make you dance, Stevenson. Then he signs the truth, Mr. Clutch and Paul Pierce in free agency, adds veterans like Josh Smith, Wesley Johnson, Chuck Hayes, Pablo Priglione, and Cole Aldridge from the Knicks. I like that. It's a little backup size. Plus, to keep the peace at home, Ray, he uh, re-signed his son, Austin Rivers. Doc Rivers ain't no fool. Very smart man. Now, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So now the Clippers actually have a real bench to help CP3, who – Let's be honest, had a great playoff and a solid, amazing season last year with over 10 assists a game. I think he could duplicate probably the same numbers. Then you've got the superstar, Blake Griffin, who had a monster season, might be able to put up the same stats. We're going to need that for him and maybe even a little bit more. 21.9 points. He had 7.6 rebounds and 5.3 assists, which is off the charts, Ray, for a big man. You're right. I tell you what, though, the Clippers will be there, but in the end, you still got to keep an eye out for OKC. Anytime you have two of the top five players on the same team with a healthy Durant and a healthy Westbrook, you're a force to be reckoned with. Now, Westbrook put up Oscar Robertson-type numbers last year, 28.1 points, 8.6 assists, 7.3 rebounds, and an incredible 11 triple-doubles. You add to that, Durant should be healthy with his leg this year. Ibaka, Cantor, and Adams for size. And then you got Kyle Slingler, Dion Waiters, and the rookie, who I expect big things from, Cameron Payne. And it's now or never for these OKC Thunder, especially if they want to keep Kevin Durant. This is his last year. Just a bit of pressure on first-time head coach Billy the Kid Donovan. So, Tay, let me ask you this. Do you like anyone else in the West? Oh, yeah. You can't count out the Grizzlies and the Rockets. Look, Memphis, they're smart. They kept their guy, Marcus Saul. They're not letting him go nowhere. They add veterans like Matt Barnes and Brandon Wright. Look, we all know these guys defend. You know how Zebo gets down, Zach Randolph in the grindhouse. They're no joke. If Jeff Green and Mike Conley can stay healthy, 
And we already saw in the playoffs in last season, Mike Conley starting to assert himself really, really nicely as one of the best point guards in the NBA on the offensive end. But look, last year, 5.4 assists, he's got to improve that and try to get that probably closer to seven. Then you got the Houston Rockets. Man, they surprised us to death last year, Ray. But surprise, surprise. Yep, the Western Conference Finals, that was good. But let's be honest, they need a, a, a dose of help. They need, like, uh, you know, a lot of echinacea and all types of stuff, right? They get point guard Ty Lawson, a legit offensive point guard who can penetrate. You get Marcus Thornton at the two to come off the bench. I kind of like that. Look, if these two rookies, Montrez, your man, Montrez Harrell from Louisville, and Montrez. Sam Decker. Yeah, that's right. And Sam Decker from Wisconsin. If they can contribute, and Montserratus and, 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 and our – listen, Jones, these guys, you have to watch out for Houston Rockets. And don't wait. And real quick, before you get to the East, Ray, how many Pelicans out there peddling? We can't forget if Anthony Davis has got Anderson and, and Holiday and Tyreek Evans healthy, watch out for the Pelicans too. MVP candidate. But yeah. let's transition to the East, clearly the weaker conference. Like last year – it's truly the Cavs to lose with LeBron and a healthy Kyrie Irving and a healthy Kevin Love, plus the additions of veterans Mo Williams and Richard Jefferson and a full season of Tristan Thompson, Tim O'Fay. you got to love Tim O'Fay's name. Tim O'Fay, Mozgov, uh, Iman Shumpert comes back, J.R. Smith comes back for less money. Hopefully his head will be on right. And you've got a team that add to that, Anderson Verajao. This smells like a chip for Cleveland, or at least Eastern Conference representative in the final. All right, look, can I please make a case for the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat? Well, you can try, Matlock. <laughs> yeah, look, look. First off, let's be honest. The Bulls almost beat the Cavs in the Eastern Conference semifinals last year in the playoffs. If Gasol didn't get hurt, and, you know, two other fellas in Kyrie and LeBron, they, they, they got a tough crew. The, the Bulls, the, the best thing about them is their roster is so deep. And they add SEC Player of the Year, Bobby Portis, who got busy in Summer League. You know I like that. Plus, you bring back last year's two rookies, Nikolai Mirotek, who was awesome, very underrated, almost could have been Rookie of the Year if it wasn't for Wiggins. 10.2 points a game. You got your almost five rebounds. You throw in a healthy Dougie McBucket, plus all of these solid vets are coming back and they're looking strong and healthy. Rose, Gibson's healthy. Noah, Dunleavy, plus you throw in the newly Jeff got paid, Jimmy Butler, who was a monster last year with 22, almost 23 points a game, 5.6 rebounds and three assists, Ray. This guy is for real. The numbers might fall down a little bit, but you could be looking at a classic Eastern Conference Finals between the Bulls and the Cavs. Then, after those two big monsters, you go down to the sunshine in Miami. Pat Riley, he has quickly rebuilt this team. Look, he keeps Z-Wade. That divorce was not going to happen. He brings back a healthy Chris Bosh. We were scared what happened. He should be fine. Then, you got to like, out of nowhere, the emergence of Hassan Whiteside. This guy... Man, Riley got him a gem at center. 11.8 points a game, 10 rebounds, over two and a half blocks. What? Then they bring in the man last year they traded for, Goran, Goran Dragic. So they keep him in free agency. Nice big deal for the point guard. 
Then he goes out, gets Gerald Green, Amari Stoudemire, the rookie, Justice Winslow, the Duke of the National Championship. That's right. And then another Dukey, Jocelyn Roberts, is back healthy. Oh, and let me not forget, Ray, did I need, do I need to mention Luau Dang, Mario Chalmers, and yes, Udonis Haslam. They're all still there. So, Ray, let me ask you this. Do you like the Hawks, the Raptors, or the Wizards at all in the East? Yeah, I like them. I don't love them, but I like them. They're just not ready for the Eastern Conference Finals. The Raptors signing Damari Carroll helps them a lot and weakens the Hawks. Plus, the Raptors add Corey Joseph and Luis Scola to a team that won 49 games and finished first in the Atlantic Division. So the Raptors have a puncher's chance. Now, the Hawks losing Damari Carroll, I think that devastates them. They won 60 games last year, but they won't even come close to that. Plus, they'll be on everybody's radar. The Wizards add Jared Dudley and Allen Anderson. Eh, are you awake yet? Yeah, nah. So, look, it looks like the East is, you know, should be interesting, mainly two, three-team race. No matter what, Ray and Tay are going to have you covered with all the NBA jewels you need with fans to do a podcast network this year. Yeah, and you know, as bad as it gets on the court, we'll discuss Kobe and the Lakers, Mello and the Knicks, and some of the other hot teams like the Nets, the Mavs, the Suns. Yeah, no, it's definitely needed. So let's let's talk about some guys that need to have big, big seasons, Ray, that it can improve their careers, but then also help their team success for this season. So let me start with Carmelo Anthony. I think he needs to show that he can lead his team to the playoffs. Winning 17 games last year was awful for him in his career. He averaged 24.2 points, 6.6 rebounds, but that's all for naught when you don't make the playoffs and have the second-worst team in, in the NBA. The second guy, without question to me, is Kevin Durant. Love his commercials. Love him on those sprint commercials. But you know what? We need to see if he's healthy on that foot. We need to see him be the MVP Kevin Durant of a couple years ago. And also, this is his contract year. He's up in OKC, so let's see if he can make a run to the finals and if they can keep him in Oklahoma City. If not, you know what? He could be a free agent, come to the East. So, Tay, give me two guys that are on your radar for this season. For me, it's simple. It's Derrick Rose and Dwight Howard. Look, first off with Rose, It's about him being physically healthy. I think he's there. The question is mentally, is he ready to be a lead point guard and get back to attacking the rim like he did in his MVP season in 2011? Let's be honest. The only major hurdle for this guy is LeBron and him getting to his elusive dreams of an NBA Finals. Then when you look at Dwight Howard, Ray, it's all about health. Howard has got to return back to the form of being the best center in the NBA. The couple of years of injuries, eh, he's kind of off the chart. I look at this for Howard. With all the help he has, this could be, you know, a sort of make-or-break year in defining Dwight Howard's legacy. I tell you what, we talked about some veterans. Now we have to talk about some NBA young guns. We have some up-and-comers to keep track of. So in Minnesota, we have Anthony Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, the 2014-2015 number one overall picks, Zach Levine, the dunk contest champion. In Orlando, we got your boy Victor Oladipo, a star in the making, maybe a young, a young stud in the making, 
We got Mario Hizongo. We got Alfred Payton. In Utah, we've got Dante Exum, who tore his ACL this summer. That was just devastating. But they still have Trey Burke, Trey Lyles, and your boy, Rudy Gobert, tearing it up for his French team. Yeah, well, let me tell you about the Bucks. I like what Jason Kidd has. Jabari Parker, MCW, Lanis Antetokounmpo, Rashad Vaughn to get uh, Greg Monroe. Watch out. There's going to be a lot of young guns, Ray, in the NBA. I tell you what, we'll leave you with this, NBA fans. Don't worry if you're a Sixer fan, if you're a Pistons fan, if you're a Kings fan, or if you're a fan of any other struggling team in the NBA. Ray and Tay will take you around the NBA with comments, with insight, with fantasy stats, and much more. Woo! I like that it. That was hot. Well, right. you know what? We, we said a mouthful there. But what we haven't done, and, and look, it's 82 games. It should be a healthier season because there's less back-to-back than four out of five nights. I think they might even do some more with that next season in terms of maybe a couple less preseason games and starting the season a little bit earlier. We start on the 27th tonight. We're going to jump into our predictions. Ray, let's start with the East, then we'll go to the to – the, Tough, tough division, like you call it, a conference, the West. Let's, uh, let's do, like, maybe two at a time. Who do you have in your, in your top two spots in the East? Cavs, Bulls? I mean, Bulls, Cavs? What, what's your order? Where are you going? I like Cavs and then Bulls. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. And we pretty much, you know, it, it's the same uh, format, same everything. They say for Rose that his vision's still a little blurry, but he's starting tonight. So let's just see how that plays out. This will be a battle of health. LeBron with the shots in his back. Noah Monshumpert for a while. Um, we'll see how it all works out. Now, who do you have at three and four? So three and four, it'll start to get interesting. <laughs> uh, Very much these so. are teams. Yeah, yeah. These are teams that have an outside chance. So I like the Heat at three. I think that's everybody's big three: Cavs, Bulls, and Heat. And I like to go see the Wizards. I like the Ooh. Wizards at four. Okay, that's interesting. I, I actually agree with you with the Heat, but I have the Raptors at three because Damari Carroll and Corey Joseph from the Spurs, I like what they added, and to me, they're going to be much better defensively. And then the Heat at four, only because you don't know how many games D-Wade will play. They've got, you know, some guys that get injured a lot on that team. Maybe even with Bosch, hopefully he's completely healthy and back, but we'll see his endurance. So they'll be close, but I, I just think the Raptors will be a little bit better and the Heat will be four. What do you got for five and six? So I like the Raptors for all the reasons that you said. I don't like them as much as the Heat or the Wizards, but I still think they're a very good team. And you know what, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, that's a underrated backcourt. Uh, we saw them do some big things. Kyle Lowry. We saw them do some big things last season. And I think, like you said, taking away Damari Carroll from the Hawks drops the Hawks from number one in the conference to number six. I think that uh, they'll be on everybody's radar. They, too, have a solid team. Teague is nice at the point guard. Corver, Horford, everybody knows their roles. I just don't think that they're sneaking up on anybody this year. So they probably win about 40 games, uh, 42 games maybe, and find themselves in the number six seed in the East. 
Hmm, okay, that should be interesting. Well, for five and six for me, I, I'm going with the Hawks. A lot of what you said, I do like them getting Tiago Splitter because I think Splitter, to me, helps them with size where sometimes it's the rotation, but also sometimes Hawford could play a little four, probably a better position for him. But just, you know, they were really poor in defensive rebounds last year. And then at six, I've got the Wizards. Go see the Wizard. Um, I, I, like you said, sort of just when we were summing it up before, Alan Anderson and, and uh, Jared Dudley, yeah, are you awake yet? Well, yeah, I kind of paused because, no, I was actually falling asleep on that. And <laughs> so they're at six for me. But, you know, Wall and Beal and Gortat, you know, maybe a healthy Nene, they're going to be around. So who you got at seven and eight? So this is interesting because these are the last two in in the playoffs, and there's probably oh, yeah. four or five teams competing for these last two spots. Probably I like the contested. Bucks at seven, and the Bucks could go anywhere as high as three, you know, given that Miami has a lot of injury issues with Dwayne Wade, and every other team between four and six has some big question marks. So the Bucks, like you said, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I have to say his name, at least once an episode when we talk about the Bucks. <laughs> well, the Knicks cut his brother, right? They cut the I know. Uh, the yeah, they cut the brother. I know. But that ain't right. You know what? More than anything, I think it's the emergence of Jabari Parker. Uh, this guy was born to score. And he's got, you know, he's got, he's got like a little Alex English in him. A little bit different mm-hmm. game, but, you know, he's that six seven six eight forward that just knows how to get buckets. Bucket. It's like uh, it's like that Kyrie Irving commercial, just buckets. I just know how to get buckets. And, you know, with Henson and some of the sides that they have back there, plus Michael Carter-Williams and his defense, and Greg Monroe, the, the all-around stat stuffer, uh, plus Jason Kidd leading them. I, I, I like the Bucks at, at, at six. And then, you know, we're going to have a debate on this, but I like the Pacers at eight. You know, I think going small – Getting rid of Roy Hibbert, getting rid of Jay, uh, uh, David West means they went small and young. Like a small you know ball. Paul George you know at the four? Won't he wear down at the four a little well, bit? Well, that's what we, we both talked about this off air. We don't like that. Carmelo couldn't deal, and Carmelo's bigger. And so yeah. I'm not sure Paul George can do that, maybe for five, ten-minute stretches at a time. But I still like this team. I think their coach is underrated. I think Paul George is a, is a megastar. He just needs to stay healthy and get his head back. George Hill is underrated. They've got sneaky talent. You know what I mean? They're the type of team that, now, like you said, they're going to be fewer back-to-backs, but they're the type of team that you don't want to meet on a back-to-back. You don't want to meet them in the in the back alley. So I like the Pacers, and I think they get that last spot at eight. Okay, well, I agree with you. The Bucks at seven, and, you know, Kidd and MCW – you know, that's all going to work out together. I think Monroe will be very solid, maybe even 17 a game. So that should be – and I love the development of Chris Middleton. He looks like he's going to be a, a nice up-and-coming star. At eight, I originally went with the Celtics, but guess what? I saw a slim uh, preview on NBA TV. I saw a slim down Al Jefferson, Frank the Tank, Cody Zeller, those two split in the four. And, yeah, I know uh, Kid Gilchrist is hurt for a little bit, but that's okay because they have our boy um, Williams, who used to be Marvin Williams, who used to be with the Tar Heels, playing a little 3-4. And they have my main man from the Portland Trailblazers, Nicholas Batum. 
So I think with Kemba being healthy the whole season, Jeremy Lin being a nice backup, and sometimes him and Kemba playing together, the Hornets are going to be dangerous because Al Jefferson, he still scores in the post where you can draw fouls, and now they've got shooters on the outside and Lynn and Kemba and Frank the Tank to help him out. So the Hornets are going to be dangerous. They actually, I have them being the last spot in the playoffs with the eight seed. So let's run it down, okay. 9, 10, 11. What do you got? All right, so these are the folks that are not making the playoffs. Yeah, You're out. Playoffs. Maybe, exactly. maybe a little close. So I got the Celtics at nine. I mean, I think Brad Stevens is, is a heck of a coach. I just hate that roster. You know, Marcus Smart, <laughs> Avery Bradley, uh, um, Kelly Olenek, uh, kid, Jared Sollinger, uh, David Lee. I, I don't nice. like anybody on that team, man. <laughs> so the Celtics, I think they'll be pesky and they'll be right around that 8-9 line, but I have them falling on the wrong side of it. So okay. I have the Celtics at nine. I have the rebuilding Knicks who won 17 games last year, maybe winning in the 30s. Uh, at 10, I think it's Carmelo and the – Yeah, I think it's Carmelo and the boys. I mean, maybe they win 31, 32 games. But uh, next year has to be the year of free agency for them because they obviously didn't land anybody. Took a bunch of role players and maybe a Flalo, you know, can lock it down and Jerry and Grant – can lock it down for the future and, and, and maybe they get, you know, one one and a half more stars to get this team up into playoff contention. Uh and then at number eleven, I like this kid Stanley Johnson. And the Detroit Pistons with your boy Pope from last year. John Detroit, I, I think basketball. Exactly. I think that they are ready to start the rebuilding process, and Andre Drummond is a beast, Manimal, and Ron Stud all in one. Five center now, right? Yeah, for sure. At least well, statistically, you want to have him okay. to have that impact. You, got, you haven't even mentioned my Hornets yet. Okay. Not so, yet. Okay, 9, 10, and 11 for Tay. I have agree with you at 9 and 11. The Celtics at 9. At 10 for me, I've got your Pacers. I like Paul George and Monta Ellis, but I don't know if you're going to rely on Jan Miani and um, Miles Turner as your centers. They're, they're kind of lacking for size there. Remember, Lu- Luis Sciola is now with Toronto. forgot to mention that, and that's why their bench is going to be so nasty. So the Pacers at 10. 11, the Pistons. Stanley Johnson is going to be right up there for Rookie of the Year, I think, with Okafor and Towns. He could be a manimal probably starting at the three. And don't forget Reggie Jackson, Brandon Jennings, they're going to figure that out. Uh, Pistons could be sneaky good. I got them at 11 like you do, but don't sleep if they move up because if it all works out and Reggie and Jennings and Pope and, 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 and Drummond, they could, uh, they could be a lot better because you know what? Their coach is Stan Van Gundy. So that's my 11. So close us out, 12 to 15. Who you got? So I'm less high on the Hornets. I think they still have to find an identity. Al Jefferson was their guy. Is he still their guy? Is Kemba Walker the man? So, you know, Frank the Tank could come in and help. But you know what? Losing Kid Gilchrist, um, they still have issues at the swing position. So I, I like them. Batum, you're sleeping on the Nicky horses. Batum, I mean, Nick Batum's a good no, role is, player. You didn't get that Bobcat jersey. You're sleeping. Oh, I still got to get you're you one. Sleeping. That's true. Say, See, uh, you say like Mike saying it. I'll be like Mike I and Mike. Owe, I owe you one. You I'm getting one. I'm getting one. I'll go to NBA.com and just get it online. 
I think the Nets are 13. They're just terrible. They made a gamble a few years ago, and it totally backfired on them bringing in, you know, a, a paying Joe Johnson and then bringing in Garnett and Pierce. So they've semi-blown that team up. Darren Williams is now in Dallas. Um, they just they just can't really compete in the East. Fourteen is your magic. I actually, for, for the 14th team in the league, I actually like this team. Believe it or not, it might be I like their center. Yeah. I like their center. I like Tobias Harris. I like Aaron Gordon. Uh, like Victor Payton o. at the point guard, and Victor O, the the star of that team. So, I think one more year of being in the lottery, and then boom, they're going to be a, a fifth, sixth next year and, I like and then coach. finally the team that's just never gonna you know turn it around <laughs> until they <laughs> until they settle on a starting five and stop being in the lottery um <laughs> maybe get a free agent to come over there the philadelphia 76ers although like i said the magic and the sixers i would like to be their gms i, yes. I don't mind those teams i would definitely like to be their gms um okay my 13 through 15 I uh, agree with you with the Magic. They could be higher because if Channing Fry is the stretch four and him and Gordon, you know, doing their thing, you know how I feel about Nikolai Vucevic and Victor O. I, I, I think this team's got a lot of talent. If Tobias Harris can be a consistent 17, 18 points a game scoring, uh, you got to watch out. They're, they're going to be a, a rough uh, team when teams make that uh, Florida road trip. You might catch some L's when you go face the Magic. The Nets at 14 by default because the Sixers are so bad at 15. But I tell you, I feel bad because the Nets with Thaddeus Young and Brooke Lopez, remember they were in the playoffs last year. Jared Jack is a little banged up going into the season. They, they actually have veteran guys that could get them into the AC, but you just don't know what to believe, what to trust, and the roster doesn't have depth. But Brooke Lopez, Joe Johnson, and Thaddeus Young, in the East, that could be a good enough to go from 14 all the way up to 8 or 9. Who knows? The Sixers, I think Jaleel Okafor is going to be a stud. I just don't know about anybody else on that team. But I do like my man Pierre Jackson at the point guard, so maybe he gets on, he's on the roster. And last time I looked, they had like 19 guys on the roster, so I don't know their final 15 and who they cut. They're a mess. Let's go to the West, man. The division that is, the conference that is just, I mean, it's 7 Six to seven teams that could potentially get through to the finals, at least six. It's so deep. I'll let you start off. One and two, who you got? It almost doesn't even matter because the playoffs <laughs> are going to determine. Yeah, you know they're all I mean? going to face each like, other. Right, regular season seedings. Although you could argue last year the Spurs, if they had won that last game of the season, didn't have to play the Clippers in the it, whole West yeah, Conference. It didn't matter. It definitely you know, didn't would have been right. would have been different in retrospect. Yeah, so I like the Clippers to finish first. I think they have a chip on their shoulder. I think they have an owner that's a rah rah owner, and obviously <laughs> they have a team that wants to prove something. Um, your boy Chris Paul finally got out of the first round. Probably felt he should have gotten out of the second round. Probably felt he should have gone to the finals. Um, this kid. Blake Griffin is playing out of his mind, especially with the assists. That shows me maturity as a big man. And, of course, DeAndre coming back, he'll have more of a role on offense. They'll have to do something with him in the fourth quarters of games. I think bringing Lance Stevenson and Paul Pierce gives them that swing man, you know, defense and offense slash clutch gene that they needed. 
So I like the Clippers at number one. The Warriors, what can you say? Young studs, the only thing you can say is they didn't do much in the offseason. They lost David Lee, uh, but at the end of the day, the swagger, the confidence, everything that they got from winning a championship comes back, and especially the young legs come back, and I think they're, they'll be the second seed. And the young guys will probably continue to improve. So for me at one, I, I, you know, I love the Clippers, but I went with the Thunder because I've worried it too. So don't need to sort of repeat what you said about them. But I'll say this with my number one. I say, okay, Steve, because I think Durant finally had to, you know, go through what he had to go through by missing most of last season with that foot. And I think now it's ready. And him and Westbrook are going to be Batman and Superman. No more Batman Robin. It's Batman and Superman. And Russell Westbrook is so good that even with Durant being back, he, to me, is going to be a potential MVP guy. You know, he's right there in the top three. I love Billy Donovan with this roster. And when you've got Cantor and potential six men of the year and Deion Waiters, and you still got the veteran in Collison, you got Steven Adams, you know, you've got this uh, Cameron Payne, the young point guard. There's so many different ways they can do this lineup. And Mitch McGarry being healthy for the whole season, they're going to be so dangerous. And don't forget our man who's part of their big three, Serge Ibaka. So watch out. OKC, I think they're coming to literally run you off the floor every night because Westbrook, he doesn't play with mercy. They're like the Patriots, and that's what I love. So my one, two, OK, Golden State. Who's your three, four? So, like I said, these guys could be one and two easily. But <laughs> I, I project them to be three and four are the Spurs and the Thunder. The Spurs are the five-time champion Spurs with Timmy and uh, Popovich. And the only question to me is how much they want that regular seed, uh, that regular season seeding, because they could finish anywhere from one to six depending on seven maybe, depending on how much they play their guys, especially in, in the dog days of March and April. Um, the OKC Thunder, like we said in the preview, whenever you have two of the top five players in the league, plus this kid Cameron Payne looks like he's a good one, and then they have size, Adams, Cantor, and Ibaka. They Ooh. really have no weaknesses. You know, Billy Donovan Ooh, is going to be a first-time uh, you know, NBA coach, but he played in the NBA. He knows the NBA. He he was a, an assistant under Patino, so he's not foreign to the game, right? Oh, and guess who's on his sidelines with him? Mo Cheeks and um, my man Monty Williams. How awesome is that? Those are his head That's, assistant coaches. Nice. <laughs> it doesn't both get much coaches, better. <laughs> yeah, both guys that command a lot of respect around the league. That, that's that's legit. So my 3-4 is uh, Clippers, Spurs. You said it all about the Clippers, and I love now that they actually have a bench. And, you know, I think you're going to get a lot of ball handling out of Lance Stevenson. Doc Rivers will have to be the magician in terms of making this work, but I think he will because those guys won't be so crazy because he buys the groceries and cooks it, being the GM, and everybody respects Doc because he played and he was good. And to me – the Clippers finally did what they needed to do, and it's going to be beautiful to watch them at four. The Spurs, you know, you said it. They, look, they might miss Tiago and Corey Joseph, but the, Patty Mills will be healthy, so he's going to be perfect at that backup point guard behind Tony. 
And to me, when you've got LaMarcus at the four, so Timmy can play five now. He doesn't have to, you know, play any four anymore. And you've got David West, that little three-man rotation. It'll work out fine. Kyle Anderson and Ginobili and the whole crew. And, of course, Tal's race favorite, Kawhi Leonard, he's just going to continue slowly but slowly to get better and better. And really, Leonard and Aldridge could be their little Batman and Robin for the future of this uh, franchise. Who do you have at five and six? So these are teams just out of that mega elite category, but they're still really good. You've got the defending Western Conference uh, uh, finalists in the Rockets and the Grizzlies. The Rockets, picture this. The Rockets finished, shh, don't tell anybody, they finished second in the league. They finished second you know, to Golden State. And by the way, they get Monte Yunus and Beverly back, and then they get a draft pick of uh, Montrez, and they get um, Sam Decker, Decker right? So they get size and athleticism plus, uh, uh, you know, a legit four in, in Monte Yunus. Terrence Jones healthy, Patrick Beverly, and they added Ty Lawson. So you can make the argument they could be one. <laughs> they should be one, exactly. Yeah. The most improved team, they, they, they <laughs> did the exact opposite of Golden State. They, they rejiggered their roster and, and probably got better, you know, can only get better. So, so they could be number one. And, and, and if Dwight Howard remembers that he used to be Superman, I mean, this team is scary. So that's five. And then six, you know, I feel sorry for the Grizzlies in another era and in another conference. <laughs> They would be really, really good and may have even gone to a couple of NBA finals. Yeah, 87, they would have been NBA champions, right? 87. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and, and Zebo is, is so underrated and Gasol uh, and Conley and Allen, and these guys can really play. It's just that they're in the wrong neighborhood. But they're still a great team. And and the grind out of the great home court, and so oh, yeah. finishing sixth in this Western Conference is no shame. And the Grizzlies are a really, really fun and good traditional basketball team. Yeah. So my five and six is reverse with yours. I have the Grizzlies and the Rockets. I'll say this about the Grizzlies: Conley's improving, and I think Jeff Green just got to stay healthy. He's very versatile. But I like them bringing over Matt Barnes because he can hit some shots, play some defense that they. Uh, you know, need and and will have on the perimeter with Tony Allen. So they got a little kind of a bulldog roster. Uh, every night with the Grizzlies, you're going to be in such a fight. And teams don't like teams that play the, you know, the full defense the, throughout the whole game like the Celtics do and the Grizzlies. So to me, it's not easy going to the grindhouse, and it's never going to be easy playing against Memphis. And Gasol and, and Zebo are just – it seems like when they get they're like fine wine, they get better with age. The Rockets at six, Ray, like you just said, they could go to one. It'd be interesting to see though, how does Harden and Ty Lawson work together? Because we know Harden loves to sort of handle the ball. If he can sort of learn how to score more off the ball and he'll be less tired, so maybe he plays a little bit better defense and let Ty Lawson, who's really a good, you know, passing point guard, that could make the whole roster that much better. So that'll be interesting to watch that play out as uh, I think the Rockets will be the six and uh, could be one or two very easily. Who do you have at seven and eight squeezing into the playoffs in the West? 
Yeah, you might have the best young player in the NBA and maybe the second-best player overall in Anthony Davis, a guy that truly impacts the game on both sides of the court. Love AD, the unibrow. A little bit worried about his supporting cast when going up against the West. Uh, Ryan Anderson is that stretch four. Um, They've got some issues. You know, is Tyreek Evans, which Tyreek Evans is going to show up? He's always been a stat stuffer, but can he actually dominate games for stretches when Anthony Davis is is in foul trouble or needs a break? Uh, You know, I like this Pelicans team, so I put him at seven. Uh, but but breaking that top six is, is is so difficult. And you know what? The Mavericks at eight. Had they had DeAndre Jordan, do you put them at four, five? I don't know, but certainly not at eight. They would have gone up. They would have weakened the Clippers and and strengthened themselves. Um, but they have to you know move on. And in doing so, you know you got your interesting little tandem there of Monte Ellis and uh, Dirk Nowitzki, right? It's it's a it's a dynamic duo, but very interesting. Dirk no, Monte's gone now. Remember, he's with the Pacers. Oh yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. West no, Matthews. I, I was thinking actually, last year. Yeah, no, they got West Matthews, right? So West Matthews, yeah, that's right. West Matthews, uh, you know. He's coming off the knee injury, so that's a big question mark. You know, we, we always say that first season back is not your best yeah. season. So we'll see. He ended up getting more money because DeAndre Jordan didn't sign. Um, <laughs> so they um, – At least he's a two-way they, player, though. And him and Durant – two-way player. Back yeah, and, and the big question mark is, is the kid Darren Williams coming home, right? He's not a kid anymore. Yeah. Uh, got a lot to prove, you know. Here's a guy that signed a big contract. He kind of forced his coach out at Utah, went to New Jersey, then the Nets, then Brooklyn. Uh, he, he, you know, for the past four or five years has underachieved given his prior status and given his salary. So I like the Mavs, but only to barely make the playoffs at eight. So I got the Pelicans at seven. The one thing I do like if they stay healthy is the backcourt of Holiday and Gordon. They can definitely help with some scoring, playing off Davis. Davis, every year, seems to do a little something to add to his game, and this year it's a three-point shot. I don't think he's going to go crazy with it, but the kid's so talented that you just don't know what he will and can do. You need more from Amir Sheik, especially just at least, you know, freeing up Davis on the glass. You know, I want some more from this roster. You know, you definitely like uh, Poindexter and Norris Cole off the bench. So they're a solid seven seed. At the eighth spot, uh, you know, I was thinking about Dallas, but I actually I'm going to go with my, uh, my new hometown team, the Phoenix Suns. I think they've been knocking on the door. They overachieved a couple years ago with the 48 wins and getting the ninth spot and shocked everybody. And then it's been kind of rough the last two years. But I think now with starting the season with, look, Marquise, they traded uh, Marcus to Detroit. He's a knucklehead. But Marquise, you know, seemed to calm down. He's a talented, versatile four. Now you have Tyson Chandler at the five. And that Len, Alex Len, Yo Terps played a backup five. But when you've got Bledsoe and Brandon Knight at your one-two, the young kids and Devin Booker and Archie Goodwin, P.J. Tucker, sort of a defensive three. But T.J. Warren, I believe – Going to get a lot of time as that sixth man, seventh man off the bench scoring at the small forward. They're going to be kind of dangerous. Who's your nine and ten and eleven? So you you mentioned the Suns. I have them at ten. I have the Jazz at nine. 
the OJs okay. and the Jazz. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> they have some size, right? They got Trey Lyles. They got Rudy Gobert. They got uh, your boy from Georgia Tech. Um, they've got Dante yeah, Exum. Got her. yeah, he got <laughs> hurt. They were good at the they end of the last season. They do. They do. And Burke and, and an underrated Gordon Hayward. So I really like this Jazz team. They might sneak into to, to that eighth spot. Um, but they're a solid, solid team. They're kind of a star away. They have no star power, but they have very well, they good. they need Dante uh, to get healthy and develop. I don't think Trey Burke is going to lead them so well at point. That's my concern. You know. I, I hear that. I hear that. So who who you got? Who's your 9 and 10? Um, well, who's your 11? Who's your 9, 10, and 11? Oh, sorry. I got the, the Jazz, the Suns, and the Timberwolves. Talk about a young team. Uh, this young Timberwolves team has got a lot of youth talent. I think they're a year or two away. But you know what? Wiggins, Levine, and, of course, Carl Anthony Towns and Pekovic, these guys can play and watch out for them in three, four years when some of those top teams – if they can keep everybody together, they'll be really nice. I don't think they break the playoffs this year, but you know what? That's another team I want to be the GM of. A lot of potential. Well, I got the Mavericks in nine. Um, for me, I've got the Kings at 10 and Jazz at 11. I tell you, this Sacramento team, to me, they're the ones that could move up. Um, it's all mental. And if, if George Carl can kind of calm down his ego, or Tar Heel, and really just – relate to Rondo and get the best talent out of Rondo and de- help develop Macklemore with Cousins, Rudy Gay, this roster, and Willie Cauley-Stein, who's the perfect power forward to play off the Cousins because he's just going to be a defensive athlete and just run all over and be like the be- bigger version of Rodman. This team has the potential to move all the way up to seven or eight. I, I really like the Sacramento Kings. And um, it's going to be exciting. So I got the Jazz at 11. So who you got, 12, 13, and uh, – yeah, 12, 13, 14, 15. Who's your last four? Yeah, so these guys are pretty much iced out of the playoffs. But I got the Trailblazers. I think C.J. McCollum's going to have a nice year. And, of course, you know, they've got some great point guard play. But losing uh, losing uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is just devastating. I don't think you replace a LaMarcus Aldridge. So I, th- I think they um, – they put up some numbers night in and night out, but they're, but they're not a consistently good enough team to win in the West. The Lakers, Kobe Bryant, actually get some interesting players back this year, and starting with Julius Randle. Uh, mm-hmm. But I still think that Kobe is going to shoot a lot. He's going to be a volume shooter. He's not going to make people much better. I think next year when Kobe's gone, they'll have a better chance. The Kings, young, but I just don't know where their head is, you know, Rudy Gay and Rudy Gay and DeMarcus Cousins are about as talented as you can get and they're about as knuckleheadish. But as they're better than get. the Blazers, Ray. They're better than the Blazers. Come on. Ah, uh, I'm not sure. You know why? Because I think the Blazers will play hard Lonely? every night. <laughs> I think the Blazers will play hard every night. And okay. Dan Lillard, that's my guy. You know that's and my then guy. And last the Nuggets. I'm just sorry. I don't. I don't see this Nuggets yeah. team doing very much. I think that uh, it was a disaster ever since Carl left and the Brian Shaw experiment. They really and Ty Lawson wanting to get out of there so bad. You know, yeah, Danilo Gallinari and Wilson. No, that, that's not happening. So never I got happy. them last. 
you feel bad for Kenneth Fareed being stuck in that franchise. Yeah. So my 12 to 15, Lakers 12, you said it. I like Rando and D'Angelo. I think Kobe needs to shoot less and they could be okay. Because Hibbert and Lou Williams they actually have a, a pretty decent roster. The Lakers could be surprised and be higher than 12. Um, just see how Kobe orchestrates it and the coach does, Byron Scott. 13, the Timberwolves, you said everything about them. I love Levine and Wiggins and, and Carl Anthony Towns. They, they've got a lot of potential, just need to sort of develop it. And I think Tayshaun Prince and KG will help teach them the right way. For me, I actually have the Nuggets at 14 and Blazers at 15. The reason why I just have the Nuggets a little bit ahead is because they do have people like Fareed and Emmanuel Moutier, another potential uh you know, he'll make the first all-rookie team, but could be potential rookie of the year. And, you know, Jameer Nelson's there and, you know, a couple of talented guys at the three, four. We'll see what happens. Blazers at five just because I love Lillard and McCullough, but they're going to be rough. It's going to be hard for scoring for them. And, you know, when you lose Matthews, Batum, and Aldridge, that's just too much. And to me, Ed Davis, Plumlee, I mean, it's a bunch of, like, vagabonds up in that front court. Uh, Myers Leonard, who thinks he's a stretch four now. That's a mess. So we'll see how it goes. Now let's go to our postseason awards. Woo! This is and I'm out. Fun. Rookie of the year. I got, you know, it's been a battle in my head, but finally I'm just going to go with Jalil Okafor just because they're going to – it's like Raekwon, the shit. They're going to keep feeding them and feeding them. And feeding him Wu Tang style, and he can just score for the Sixers. Who's your rookie? I like D'Angelo Russell. I think Kobe Bryant's going to be limited a little bit in his minutes. D'Angelo Russell's going to put up big numbers. Okay. Coach of the year, I'm going with OKC's Billy Donovan. He comes in as the rookie head coach and just pushes all the buttons and they, they they get like maybe 58 wins, something crazy. Billy Donovan's my coach. Who you got? I'm going with the coach with just as much, if not more, pressure, Glenn Doc Rivers. Woo! To deliver a Western Conference championship, or at least East, uh, you know, uh, regular season championship. Go see the doctor. Six man. I'm actually going to go with Isaiah Thomas in Boston. I bounce around with a bunch of guys, but I just think, he is so efficient coming off that bench, and he's just, he's hard to guard and unstoppable. Who you got a six-man? I'm going to go with a guy who never came off the bench in his career, did it in the finals, won himself an MVP. And well, he did it last year, too. I'm saying before, before the season, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andre Iguodala, I think he is the consummate six-man in terms of his skill set, in terms of what he can do, a guy who was formerly a dominant you know, a star, not a star, but sort of a team leader, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, oh, he was so great in that finals. Most improved, I'm actually going to Phoenix, man. I kind of said it. I think T.J. Warren going from six points and two rebounds, I think he can get that up to like 12 to 15 and maybe five boards. T.J. Warren, he's, he's sort of like uh, – uh, Jabari Parker on the West Coast. He's buckets, man, and you're going to see it happen for the Phoenix Suns coming out of NC State second year. Who you got? You going with PJ? I'm going with CJ. CJ McCollum. This guy's never been healthy, really, in the pros. I think he and Dame Lillard are going to have free reign to do whatever they want, which means a Don't lot of stats. So, CJ McCollum. My comeback is Paul George. 
He played a little bit at the end of the season. Well, now you're going to see him healthy playing the three and the four and just showing everybody that he is still a top ten player in the NBA. He's a comeback player for me. 100% agree. P-Sizzle. Defense, um, you know, I've been going back and forth. At the end of the day, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis to Brow. He can guard the three, four, and five. He's so athletic, and he can punch your shot. And he's getting a little bit stronger each year. Shoulders are getting broader. He's turning into a young Tim Duncan. So, to me, he's, he's all over the place. He's my defensive player. I'm going international. Rudy Gobert. Did you see what he Bow. did overseas in the European Championships? He was doing big things against Spain and against some decent competition. I like that Utah team anchored by Rudy G. Well, it's time for MVP. I told you that Durant is Batman, and you used to think this other guy was Robin, but what he is is a triple-double machine. Led the NBA in the most triple-doubles last year. will lead it again this year with at least 10. I think last year he had 12. He is Superman, and my MVP, Russell Westbrook, leading the Thunder all the way through the West. Go ahead, Russell. Who's your MVP? MVP, who's probably the most talented young player in the league, Anthony Davis. I think despite finishing seventh, if you look at his next best guy and then the next best guy on his team, you're going to say, wow, you did that in the West with those guys? So Anthony Davis, MVP. Cannot be mad at that. It is time with the drum roll and everything. Our Eastern and Western Conference Finals and our NBA Finals. We start in the East, Ray. It's simple. We know it tonight, and tonight's matchup is the preview of it. It's the Cavs against the Bulls. Eastern Conference Finals. I have the Cavs over the Bulls, four games to three. I just think the Cavs will be healthy enough. And LeBron, this is his last chance to do it because I think the back and the minutes is creeping up on him. He's turning that other side of 30. But the Cavs win 4-3 over the Bulls. Who you got in the East? I got the same matchup. I just think it'll be much easier for the Cavs than you think. I think the Bulls cannot score. Uh, Derrick Rose is, is not the Derrick Rose of four or five years ago when he won the MVP. I think the Cavs team, if they're healthy, are huge in the front court with Verajao, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and, and Tim O'Fay. I mean, you, you get your, that's the biggest, baddest, you know, front court in the league right there. And then you got on the wings LeBron and Kyrie. And if you get anything from Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith, the Cavs, Cavs, Cavs. Yeah. Well, out west, this is going to be – this is really a, a bloodbath. And I'm not, not to just go and say Warriors, Ray. But I think even they know in their hearts, last year they had it also very easy, not playing the Spurs, not really playing uh, healthy teams. And even when they played the Rockets, the Rockets were missing a plethora of dudes. I'm saying the OKC Thunder over the Los Angeles Clippers. And, yes, Chris Paul gets to a Western Conference final, but he just misses the NBA final. Four to three, Durant and Westbrook get to the NBA Finals. Wow. Repeat of five years ago when they meet, yeah. when they met LeBron in the, the Eastern Conference when he was in Miami. 
I like the Spurs teams. over the Clippers. I told you that first round matchup was a, was a, was going to be a great one, and it was. It came down to a final game. I think the Spurs beat the Clippers though four two. You know why? Because Lamarcus Aldridge is going to keep Blake Griffin busy. Last year, nobody could deal with Blake. So not only can Lamarcus Aldridge deal with him, he's got David West to help him. And by the way, Blake's going to have to play some D on him. So I like the Spurs team. I think it's been – when they won their championships, it was every other year, right? They won 99, then they won 3, 5, 7, and 13, I guess. Uh, so I like this Clipper team. The Spurs team. I'm sorry, I like this uh, uh, Spurs team over the Clippers. Okay, NBA Finals, for me, it's, it's simple, man. I, I just think Kyrie – is, is is sort of the the edge maker, and I think these rosters they kind of almost cancel each other out. And then I ask myself, is Durant and Westbrook actually better than LeBron and Kyrie? And at the end of the day, I say no because I throw in Kevin Love over Serge Ibaka, and so I say the Cavs beat the Thunder four games to three in probably the best NBA finals in 20 to 30 years since those Celtics wow. Lakers finals. Yeah, this is going to be a classic, classic NBA finals. Cavs win LeBron MVP in a close battle, and he gets help that he needs. Who you got? I got the Spurs beating the Cavs. So very similar to a couple years ago when the Miami Heat were in the finals and the Heat had three stars and the Spurs lost to them, but then figured it out and beat them, and beat them easily. I think they won't beat them easily now. I think it's four three, but you know what? I think the Spurs just are going to go out with a bang. One last one for the Gipper, for Timmy, for Greg Popovich, who's going to coach the national team. And like you said, they have an anchor to rebuild around LaMarcus Aldridge and my boy Kawhi Leonard. David West gives them some playoff toughness. I like this team a lot, and I think they win the sixth ring for Timmy and for Pop. Wow. Three over the Cavs. Great show. We'll be back Friday talking NBA, World Series, NFL, college football, but this was a fun NBA preview. Ray's got the Spurs. Hayes got the Cavs, and TNT's got the tip-off. So enjoy it. Have a great night. And remember, we're Ray and Tate today. We'll be talking tons. Now time for NBA Talk. Ray and Tate. Peace. We're out. Enjoy the games.